0: Quarters! Quarters! A million allowances worth of quarters! <laughs> yeah. Space Invaders, that was a pretty good video game. Video game? I love you Super Nintendo chalmers! I don't know. I guess I can't do rough with them. <laughs> Welcome, welcome everyone. It's a brand new week, and it's level three of the Dad's podcast. Hey, I got it right this time. Morning, JB. How you
1: doing? I'm doing swell, and I'm so happy to see that uh, you've learned the name of our podcast.
0: Yes, that's always an important thing to know as a co-host of a podcast, is to know the name of that podcast that you're on. <laughs> So it is mid-October, and, uh, you know, it's a spoopy time of year, so I wanted to ask you a question. So we've all got phobias in life, you know, fear of clowns, fear of the dentist. Uh, has there ever been a real-life phobia that has popped up in a video
1: game that kind of gives you the same fear as it does in real life? I won't, I won't say it's the same Fear, but rather it's more of like a twinge of anxiety, um, and so I don't know. I, I kind of almost fall down this rabbit hole of trying to understand this 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 fear I have. So, and to, to moreover, I'm playing through Assassin's Creed out of and there are portions of the game where you get in a boat and you sail across vast amounts of water. And you can get out and you can swim and you can dive underwater and dive for treasure and whatnot. However, there's also sharks in the game. Uh, <laughs> as, I, as I'm diving, they can kind of pop up out of nowhere and get you uh, or get you, <laughs> fight you, kill you. A little, a little uh, nibble on your feet a little bit. Just nibble on you a little bit but <laughs> it's you know, I don't I get this, this this almost like twinge of like ah like ah it, you, know, um, but <laughs> you it, can feel it on your leg I, I, can, I, can, I can feel it in my gut like it's just yeah. it's like this twinge of anxiety and it's trying to figure out is it the body of water is it the shark is it the fear that something can eat me in the water um and that's that's the thing is, like, even as I'm swimming and there are no sharks, it's the, oh, gosh, what's going to get me? What's going to get me? And I can tell you right now, I remember distinctly growing up having this reoccurring dream where I would just be randomly falling. And then the next thing I know, I would fall into this lake and would be frantically swimming to the to land because it was, you know alligator infested or or crocodile infested. And in fact, I don't know which one it was. All I know is it could eat me. And that's, that's the thing of it. Right. I think that's what it is. And I've even told uh, my significant other, I'm not getting in the ocean because there are things in there that can eat me. And when I get in there, I'm not top of the food chain. So I I don't know. That's, that's kind of what it is for me. Um, and, and I, I get that twinge of, ah, like that, that fear. And I can just feel it in my gut. So for, for, for me, yeah, I, I, it's not, it, it doesn't make me jump or it's not a, a thing like that, but I do get a twinge of anxiety and I can, my, my palms start to sweat and I can really experience it.
0: So slowly so ask you, is it just, uh, games that have a realistic, um, ocean environment with with uh, marine life in it like you're not you're not playing Mario and like one of those big moray eels comes pop up you're like yeah it's more like the realistic uh, open world games that uh, that kind of lick this sphere out of you or this twinge rather
1: Good question uh, absolutely uh, I did not experience a twinge uh, in say the other Odyssey game Super Mario yeah. Odyssey Sure, uh, but, like in the seaside kingdom there's no 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 worry there because it's all bright and bubbly. yeah yeah pretty much uh that or you know it's mario and he's gonna save the day sure sure okay all right that's that's interesting hmm
0: what about you i mean uh i actually have two um and one of them well i've always had arachnophobia which is the fear of spiders Uh, uh and there are no shortages of spiders in video games so It's actually kind of funny because I've been playing Hollow Knight for the past month, and that game features nothing but bugs. Uh, And there's one particular uh, segment of the game called Deep Nest, where you are, like, really deep into the bowels of the world, and there are just, like, spiders crawling out of the front of the screen to come scare you. And, like, every single time that happens, I get nervous, and I get uneasy. And you go down and you just fight all these big spider-like bosses, man. And I'm like, ah, this is my nightmare. I would just, like, I would die. I would just, like, lay down in the fetal position and just wrap me up in your web and eat me for breakfast later. Like, I would just be, like, I, I couldn't do it. Uh, which is why video games are so powerful, because you're in control. <laughs> I would not be in control if I was in that situation at all. So, yeah, spiders in video games doesn't matter um, what game it is actually there's a pretty iconic spider in the game called limbo uh you meet pretty early on in the game that freaked me out i died a couple of times to that spider because of just that that fear of spiders in real life it was like nah, nah. Uh, no 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 <laughs> so, that was, that was, no 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 and then of course you had me play a uh, psvr uh for the first time and, and what game do you put in but that uh uh was uh what was it, it was a carnival ride game right that yeah. of, that's a different game. Um but yeah, it's that you're you're in that haunted amusement park or carnival and sure enough, one stage deals with nothing but spiders attacking you from all directions in three D space. So um, I really wish we could post a video of my reactions to that because it was pretty funny.
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And it, hey. the, the the best thing about that is that you don't you don't really win at the end. Uh, so it's like you're frantically fighting off these these spiders and whatnot, and you're doing it, and the level pretty much ends with them crawling all over you. Yeah.
0: Yep. Just uh, just my nightmare. This is my nightmare! <laughs> Devoured by spiders. Uh, um, <laughs> my other fear, and this is something that's actually manifested kind of recently, is uh, I have a fear of heights. I'm not going to go into why, but I have a fear of heights. And um, whenever I'm in a situation where I'm really high up, I get a sense of vertigo. Well, I have found myself and typically it's when I'm playing a first person game. uh, If I jump from a high vantage point and I fall down like really, really far, I get like that sense of vertigo. It's really weird. And that's something that's never, ever happened to me before until like the past year. So I'll be playing, like, I'll I'll give you an example. I was playing Metroid Prime 1, and there's a certain segment of the game where you have to, you know, fall down a a long shaft or whatever, and I'm, like, getting vertigo. Like, there's a weird tightening in my chest. I'm, like, what is this? Like, is it really vertigo in gaming? And I think it is. So um, never let me play a a VR game where I'm, like, doing the high wire or something. Like, I'll just – I'll probably fall over in real life and and, and pass out.
1: So – Listen up, Ray Guy. I have a question. This is something I've been thinking about off and on for a while. And seeing things like The World Ends With You and Fortnite um, kind of coming to my phone first before I see it land on a console, my thought was, when's the consoles coming to my pocket? So I guess really what I want to know is, when is that going to be the norm? Because we're already starting to walk that way. Uh, the World Ends With You was a game that dropped in 2007 and was actually available on mobile devices first before it got a Remix Edition on the Switch. And Fortnite, maybe correct me if I'm wrong, but I think was actually available... On mobile devices before it was available on Switch, and bringing up the Switch, I, you know, is probably the first step in bringing the console to my pocket, especially if I'm wearing Jenco jeans. So I guess I was just <laughs> <laughs> your thoughts were uh... on that, and if you had any um, uh, questions on, on on my thoughts as well.
0: So, when is the console coming to your pocket? Um, So, you're talking about, you you want, and I'm only going to use PS4, or the Xbox One X, which would be the uh, highest performing console at this point. Uh, You want to know know when that is going to be available in your pocket, or when you think that is, yes? Yep. Uh, Realistically, and I am not a tech guy at all, this is all just kind of based on my... kind of
1: speculation Ah. hello I said yeah we're just guessing oh okay
0: I'm going to say that'll happen in probably the next 10 to 15 years maybe maybe even longer I just think that the power required uh, by those kind of experiences doesn't exist right now in a mobile form I mean the switch is a step in that direction, I feel, but it's obviously going to be bigger than any mobile device you're going to fit in your pocket. Uh, I just think that, I mean, the, the kind of battery that you would even need for any kind of extended playtime, play time. I don't know if we had the battery technology uh, available to even allow that unless the scientists are just like keeping stuff from us, which they probably are, or it's probably not going to be uh, consumer ready for at least another 10 years. Uh, so I, I, I see this as not happening anytime soon as far as like, yeah, you know, oh, okay, I'm pulling I'm playing with my phone and all of a sudden I want to jump into Call of Duty, whatever, uh, and have the full console experience. I think we're a, still kind of a ways off. I'm also, and I've been thinking about this particular aspect for a little bit. Uh, as far as control schemes go, um, I absolutely hate... touch control, unless it's designed around a game that doesn't require a lot of extensive inputs. Like there are some touch games exclusively on the DS that I think work. Uh, Rhythm Heaven comes to mind because it's simple enough. But as far as like having uh, a full button layout for a full console game, I don't see how they could how it could be pulled off in such a way where I can still put the thing in my pocket. And have it be comfortable in my pocket because you're gonna need some kind of buttons or analog sticks or something for me to be on board. And I could only kind of see an attachment like the Joy-Cons on the Switch as being a viable solution. So I don't know if I can seamlessly go from talking on my phone to wanting to play a game to putting the thing in my pocket uh with the control setup that I like. That's that's more the biggest thing for me. Cause yeah, power wise, I think we'll probably get there at some point. Um and then I also wonder too, like, you know, how big is the screen gonna have to be to be able to see everything clearly? Like, I don't want to have to squint to look at text on uh my phone. I think the the screen size of the switch is a good start, but do I really want to carry around a phone? the size of something like the switch and i don't know how i can answer that
1: fair enough i guess my thought too as you're talking and i'm kind of thinking about it as well you can almost divide the question up a little bit or, or separate it when are console loving console level graphics coming to my phone maybe you're not um maybe you don't have the full console experience through your phone, or, or maybe they will. Maybe you'll have a controller that you can purchase along with it. Maybe they'll have, um, you know, a couple other peripherals uh, to make it a little bit easier uh, to, to be on the go. Um, but then you're kind of looking at more niche situations. Just as an example, um, current Android phones, if you're looking at Galaxy S8, you can do it. Galaxy S9, for example, they have what's called a Dex dock that you can plug into a monitor, set your phone on it, and then it becomes a, a sort of sta- uh, a, a standard PC, almost, that you can use through the monitor. Uh, and you can attach a mouse or Bluetooth a mouse. You can have a keyboard. So I don't see the controller configuration being a problem. I think more so how exactly do you lug that around? Because to have uh, the con- the controller that everyone's been sort of using for the last oof forever, um, that's just one more thing you'll have to throw in your pocket. And unfortunately, uh, that Jenko's comeback didn't quite pull it off uh, <clears throat> their, their little revival. So, I mean, uh, unless they uh, unless they partner up with uh, some some uh, video game companies. Uh, maybe we are a ways away and we won't see that Um, but then again at the same time by then streaming is probably going to be more uh, proficient it's going to be more of the norm I'm already starting to buy most of my things digitally which should be a crime for me because I'm a retro gamer as well (laughs) Um, I love my Super Nintendo boxes and my uh, Sega boxes but the thing of it is, is I, I don't know. I, 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 and the other thing that I question is, is your, your time frame. I don't necessarily think it's going to be 10 years. I think if you think about where we were 10 years ago and where we are now and the amount of things that we can do, uh, at the rate where we're going, technology is also getting better, uh, and faster and your batteries are getting smaller. Um, and quicker they're getting smaller quicker so i actually think it's going to be half the time i actually think in five years you're going to see like xbox 360 maybe even xbox one type of games that are going to be able to be powered through your cellular devices
0: Uh, i don't know man i feel like that would make my phone melt in like five minutes like i I turn on the video camera on my phone and my phone feels like it's going to
1: turn into lava your phone now that's what. That's yeah, what, that's what. You're, I mean. That's your phone now. Yeah,
0: and I, I still don't think that my phone in five years is going to be able to handle it. That's just that's just my opinion, though. Your phone with a peripheral that has a cooling system probably could. But then you're kind of. But if you got this big old honking cooling system hanging off your phone, like it, does it start to lose its portability? And then I got to put a controller. on Like I might be in minority here, but I actually prefer. So, like a dedicated console whether it's at home or it's something like the switch i can take with me like i'm i'm not this is just me but i'm not ready to like jump into my phone being my primary phone si- or uh, gaming system
1: well sure but now the argument is do you want it versus do you think it'll be possible true you're, and you're, you're, pro- you're shifting there possible yes
0: I think it is going to be possible. Now I know our timeframes differ on that, um, but possible. Yeah. I, I totally think it's going to be possible. It doesn't necessarily mean that I want it, um, but I absolutely think it will be possible with the way technology is going. I just think it's going to be a little bit slower, um, but that's
1: just, uh, again, that's just where uh, I fall on that subject. <laughs> well, you know what? Since we disagree, why don't you just fall on a sword? Wow. You know what, Ray guy? What? I'm going to go ahead and place a couple more uh, swords in your back. Do it. Uh, because Kill just me. just last night and just yesterday, we recorded our, our last bit of the podcast, and we were talking about uh, when's the console coming to my pocket, and literally that, that night, <laughs> <laughs> literally that night, uh, we, I, you know... At, as we said what, what what is this podcast? We keep each other up on the news. a couple of dads talking um and I come across Google Project Stream and what it is they're doing uh right now they've got beta testers uh, that have a obviously a Chrome browser because that's uh what uh, that that belongs to Google, and they are streaming Assassin's Creed Odyssey through a web browser. And by all accounts thus far, it's seamless. Probably have to have at least fairly internets, and as you know, the internet is uh, a series of tubes, and we need those tubes to be really fast. So let's start. Let's start there. How do you? What do you think about that?
0: Uh, I do think that that's the future. uh, Streaming games, especially if you've got a device that natively cannot handle a game such as Assassin's Creed Odyssey, uh, like your current smartphones or the switch uh, next best thing uh, streaming from the cloud. Um, Now, personally, I feel like that takes away ownership of games. I feel like you don't really truly own a game. You're just streaming it from the internet. Uh, Whereas I like to have that physical game on me or in my possession to do oh wow there's a big piece of cardboard that just flew off of a truck, <laughs> uh, so I but I do think that's probably where gaming is going. Streaming from the cloud, uh, they're gonna have to you know drag me kicking and screaming into the future. But I'm sure I'll submit.
1: Well, here let me let me ask you this: Do you like Netflix? Yes. Would you like is that not streaming? Yes. Would you like? a Netflix, and I already know it kind of exists now, but from what it sounds like, jump into this, and uh, look, I am a a fanboy of Google, I have an Android phone, and for a very long time, I've been a champion of Android, and so much so... (laughs) That everyone around me knew it, so I wonder just how much I annoyed people with it at the end of the day. But you um, weren't as bad, as Apple people. I will tell you that <laughs> Apple people are still the worst. Sorry, absolute, absolute worst. But we're that we're not going to get into that right now. The other yeah. part of this that I kind of want to bring up is if they're doing this through the web browser now. Tomorrow, not literally, but figuratively. Tomorrow. Yeah. Browser on your phone, no? Yeah. Yeah.
0: It'll it, it'll happen. The march the march towards better and faster technology is it never ends. And uh, I, I think we'll absolutely see that. And after reading a couple of the articles you sent me, yeah, it'll probably happen faster than my 10-year prediction, you son of a bitch.
1: Okay, but, so uh, I got I got you with me within the five-year mark. Sure. Okay. The next thing <laughs> <laughs> that I that I came across uh, literally last night after we recorded that bit was uh, Huawei, the flagship um, mobile creator, uh, came out with their new Mate, and they have a standard model, and they will have a Mate Pro model. The Pro model is they are literally taking aim at the Switch. Yeah. The comparisons, flat-out calling out Nintendo, saying our machine is better for gaming. Um, they will have a accessory that clicks onto the end of the phone that has a joystick and uh, D-pad. So with all that, I mean... <laughs> I did not think it, literally after we recorded that we were going to see a mobile device that <laughs> took aim at the switch and then Google coming out with Google projects. St- I mean, we, I said five years, it might be two years. It might be a year <laughs> from now. I mean, it's, 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 it's tomorrow, man. Like in our lifetime, that's coming and it's coming fast. So I'm just curious. What, what do you think about the, uh, the Huawei mate being, uh, uh, coming to the Switch.
0: You know, I, I'm, I'm not too concerned. Uh, and there's one word that I can throw out there that ha- doesn't have me concerned, and that's software. Uh, you know, take a look. Like, handheld gaming is where Nintendo shines. Uh, it doesn't matter if your competitors have better graphics, more features, better hardware. Uh, No one's been able to dethrone Nintendo in the handheld space. Uh, PSP did a really good job. That system sold like 80 million units. Granted, that is almost half of what the DS sold at 155 million units. Uh, I'm not concerned at all because, sure, it might be more powerful, might have a better screen, blah, blah, blah. Uh, At the end of the day, it's games that sell a system, man. And uh, I don't, you know, there might be some gems on the, uh, the Google Play Store or whatever, but they don't have killer software. And um, even if, okay, if, if you want to, like, stream stuff, that's fine. But Nintendo's games have sold their systems, you know, Pokemon, Mario, Zelda, Smash Brothers. Uh, it just, it, it's software, man. It comes down to software. And that's why I'm not too concerned about uh this mate good eye mate uh coming out relatively soon plus that attachment it it looks i don't know i'm not on board and it's only one half of a physical controller it looks like you would still have to delegate buttons to on-screen presses which i'm still not a fan of like they get a half right but
1: i don't know man i don't know I, I think uh, I think I think you just nailed it there by saying they got a half right, because uh, that, that was definitely something that popped into my head. I was like, oh, okay, cool. Where's the, wait? Where's the other part?
0: Yeah, is it missing?
1: Uh, what? What? That that's it? Yeah, I have to. You have to. All right. Well, okay. Well, I, I guess here's here's my thought and my question based off of what you just said. With Nintendo warming up to mobile devices and releasing more and more and more mobile games. Ah. To say you're not going to see Super Mario Odyssey come to a mobile device, uh, you
0: won't. You'll you'll see games like Super Mario Run. You'll see you'll see lower. I'm not going to say effort, but you'll see lower production games, like games that don't need a bigger budget, come to mobile. I mean, Nintendo is starting to embrace mobile, um, but I, I I struggle to see a day where a game like Super Mario. Odyssey Two is on a mobile device and not a dedicated Nintendo system,
1: which is why Nintendo will have the 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 <laughs> next uh, flagship phone device. Uh, all right, I, not next, not next. I'm just I'm just saying it. Just everything looks like it's pointing that direction. It, I mean, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Unless unless Nintendo, which they they they. Unless they can keep doing what they're doing with adding unique experiences, I mean, sooner or later, it's it's just um, I I don't know. Like, look they they can miss, they can miss They've, they and they have. Oh yeah, like the Wii U and whatnot. Sooner or later, I just I just feel like I, every it just seems like everything is pointing in that direction. More streaming, more you know more games available on your phone uh like i said look, the, the world ends with you was a ds title and it went to a phone before it went to the switch so it just seems i don't know it just seems like developers and everybody else is starting to get on board with this it, i almost feel like nintendo will get forced into it
0: well, okay, you can say that. That's fine. But what about companies like Sony? They seem to be doubling down on a more uh, in-your-home experience with more powerful systems. Like, I, I haven't seen them, like, want to get back into the mobile space at all. Like, they abandoned the Vita completely. That kind of shows you where their head is at as far as, you know, where the focus is. Uh, I mean, what do, what do you – you know, Microsoft is kind of doing uh, – what do they have, um, ah, oh, I need coffee. I mean, even Microsoft too, they're not really like ready to jump into the mobile aspect. I mean, I know they've got their windows phones and everything, but like, I just don't see the other two big boys in the gaming market, like really want to start pushing into, into
1: mobile. Well, that's the thing of it is they don't really have a foothold in that market. So they're not really seen as competition in that market just as yet. And I guess the flip side to all this conversation is as fast as technology, you know, goes and it's quick, you know, as much as it gets better, I mean, so much so can, you know, can you improve a console experience as well? But I don't know. I, it just, it just feels like it's all coming to a head and I'm not really sure to be honest with you. I, I really don't have the answer to your question. Um, I, but all I could say is everything's pointing a particular direction, and I think sooner or later something's going to come along that's really going to shake up the industry, and I don't think it's that far away. Pew 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 pew. Ryan, do you know what that is? Uh, pew pew. Is it? That's where you sit in church, right? Uh, yes. And oddly enough, I actually had one in my house growing in up, ch- and that's church? a story. Another time. Uh, no, a church pew, but that's oh. a story for another time. Um and I'll tell you all about the adventure of picking up a pew off a street corner. Oh However, <laughs> that pew is the noise of lasers being shot from my R wing uh as I battled through Atlas as Star Fox. Um and I, I just I wanted to tell you kind of my experiences with it, kind of what I liked, what I what I maybe not so much liked where i saw opportunity um and kind of just go from there please do i would love to hear it (laughs) (laughs) um so so let's let's start off the bat and and get to the core of the gameplay and and the mechanics so you obviously have the option to fly around as uh, fox in the very beginning you pick your pilot uh, Fox or uh, a member from the uh, Starling team uh, and then you can choose your ship. Uh, you know, one of the uh, general ships from the Starling team or the R-Wing. Obviously, you know, I got it on the Switch and I got the uh, the R-Wing and whatnot and I've decided actually what I'm going to do is I took the game out. I'm going to give the ship and all the uh, uh, characters that come with it, I'm going to give it to Charlie for Christmas. So oh, I thought perfect. that would be... Yeah, a pretty cool little uh, bonus. So,
0: By, by um, the way, by the way, I'm glad you actually got your game because I'm not sure if you saw all the news stories of people getting the games without the game in the case.
1: Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, that didn't was, actually, that was happening. So I'm glad that you got your game. <laughs> oh, well, I'm glad I got it too because now you'll get to play it uh, just as soon as we see each other, which uh, we have a play date scheduled for this weekend. So um, with that said, this is kind of what you can... What you can expect. Um, you're gonna play a game that's going to make you say what everyone else has said, Wow, uh Ubisoft should really make the next Star Fox game. (laughs) (laughs) So there's a lot of core components there. I mean, there you have uh Fox McCloud that you can kind of level up. You can level up the ship, you get these different um you, you play the game with two particular weapons uh in hand. You have an ice sort of uh, uh, missile launcher and you have, say, a fire uh, missile launcher, so to speak. Uh, and you freeze your enemies, and as you freeze them, you use your fire or explosive missiles to blow them up. Huh. So, I mean, and I, I really played the game just with those two weapons. Now, you can get the other weapons, but, of course, you have to buy them. Uh, either from the Nintendo eShop, or uh, you can buy the physical uh, adaptations of them and uh, scan them and unlock them within the game. Now, I feel like they kind of missed out with that. I get and understand what they're doing with the toys, to life, but I feel like they're deterred from the experience a little bit because I see all these weapons and I can't use them. And it was just kind of, eh, I just don't know if that's the direction I would have gone. Maybe like once you beat the game, you unlock it. Or like, maybe you do, maybe they put in some really tough achievements and, once you acquire that achievement, you can take it, you get a token and you can use that token to unlock one of the weapons. Yeah, but then Not they wouldn't be way. able to push microtransactions on you I, now, wouldn't they? I, I know it. I know <laughs> it. But that's why I said it's extremely tough. We get, yeah. Give give people an opportunity. And maybe it's, you know, maybe you don't get to unlock all of them. You know what I mean? Maybe, but, but, but at least give the user something. Get, like you get that token and you unlock one and you're like, holy crap, this thing's really cool. Uh, maybe I will go buy one. You know what I mean. To at least give give you the opportunity to check it out and see if you want to purchase those those different um, weapons that you can unlock. Sure. Uh, so that's that's something that I kind of disliked, um, and where I think how they could they could have done it a little bit differently. Um, something that I really really enjoyed was you get this unlock that you can. Uh, call down a member of the Star Fox team. Ah, nice. And, oh, yeah, and they play the uh, um, Corneria theme. Ah, beautiful. Oh, yeah, it, and <laughs> I, the first time I did it, I just got this huge grin on my face, and it, it got so pumped, and uh, it, I tell you what, it, it was, it, and while, it, as much as it was awesome, it was almost a little bit overpowered, uh, and full disclosure, I played the game on easy, which is probably why it seemed overpowered, uh, because you'd get into this, you would get into these aerial battles. And I kid you not, there's just, there's so many red dots that show up and there's so many ships that you're fighting against. you get a little bit overwhelmed, but you, all you got to do is call in one member of the Star Fox team. And it's like <laughs> they pretty much get wiped out. And it's, I don't know, like I said, really cool, but a little bit overpowered. But then again, like I said, maybe the experience changes a little bit if you shift it to, medium or hard to, uh,
0: so do you only can you only play as fox like you can't play as like falco
1: or or slippy or peppy correct okay. that is correct you only play as gotcha. fox which which we'll, we'll get to that we might actually turn this into a part two as to what i would want or what i think would be cool to take from this game to uh an ubisoft star fox right, right now um yeah uh now with that being said there's a whole lot of the Star Fox team in this game. Uh, Ubisoft did a lot to integrate them into the story. Um, and I won't say it's seamless, but it's pretty good. Uh, there are maybe one or two instances where it's kind of like, it kind of takes you out of the story a little bit because <laughs> Star Fox is there, Star Fox is there, and then all of a sudden he's not there. And you're like, whoa, that's kind <laughs> of weird. Like, I chose to play as him. Where, where is he? but that's just me being picky. Um, I actually think they did a really good job integrating him, uh, and I really, really enjoyed it. And there's some banter and some back and forth. You got Peppy being, uh, you know, old man Peppy. uh, Please tell me he says do a barrel roll, please. You know what? Everyone said they've heard it. I don't recall him saying it in my (laughs) gameplay. (laughs) Everyone's everyone's saying that, that that he says it, and I just haven't I haven't seen that yet. So or heard it. Um, in fact, there's some back and forth, and then at one point Pepe like is snoring or sleeping. <laughs> oh yeah, and uh, you got Falco, you know, being uh, the the the, the, the what do you want to call it the hot <laughs> smart ass, and, and Slippy being the.
0: I'll analyze it for you. Get this guy off me, Fox. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: absolutely. So they're all there. Uh, the original uh, 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 voice actors are, are uh, you know, performing their characters. What, from like Star Fox 64? It, uh, I believe that's what I read, oh, yeah. Oh, man, that's great. And it it, and it sounds true to form, awesome. too. So, um, Oh, yeah, so it, it sounds really good. They do a good job uh, integrating it. I could absolutely see a Star Fox game where maybe you go to, maybe you're in the Lilac system and you can go to an Atlas system and maybe they throw in like three other systems or something that you can kind of roam around and explore. Uh, Yeah, but speaking of the Atlas system, there's multiple planets that you can go to. You can do a hyperdrive um, where it puts you in a sort of. Uh well, a hyperdrive uh jump and basically you kind of avoid these asteroids as they kinda come at you and there will be these um pirate uh I don't know how you wanna how to how to, what to call this. Uh pirate uh spawn jumps or not spawn jumps, um kind of like uh an attack. But what happens is there's like this big wall that kind of uh, of pink that kind of uh pops up, and certain holes will pop up. And if you can get the ship into the hole, uh, you avoid the uh, the the pirate attack. Oh, cool! So it's kind of yeah, so it's kind of man, why uh, it's kind of like a a pirate trap, okay? A space pirate, sure, sure. Um, yeah, and uh, or you can jump out of hyperspace and just fight them, okay? Uh, they're really no consequence if you don't hit the hole you hit the thing uh, you hit like that pink sort of wall uh, it will stop your your hyper jump um, and you'll have to fight them anyway so for me it was just more beneficial hey, you know what let me just stop they were never overpower uh, overpowering me uh, so it just it, for me it was just I gonna mean, just kill them get the experience and I'm gotcha gone. so uh, and then speaking of pirates there are different um, pirate uh, what do you want to call them? Locations within the, uh, or hideouts, so to speak. Although you could plainly see them on the map, so it's not really a hideout. Uh, I would actually have preferred that you couldn't see them on the map and that you just randomly ran into them. Hey. So I, I think that would have made it a little bit more fun, um, but I'm kind of jumping ahead. I'm actually, let me jump back to the the uh, hyperdrive. Something I, I, I feel like, it's almost a missed opportunity um, in that I think they could have done something maybe a little bit different there. Uh, instead of you're avoiding like asteroids, I thought, man, wouldn't it be really cool if they turned it each like hyperdrive jump into a mini game? And what I mean by that is, what if you were in hyperdrive, but instead it puts you in an on rails sort of Star Fox type of experience. Ah, that would be kind of cool, yeah. And I was like, you know, that would have been really cool, like these little things that, you know, maybe there's these little enemy ships that pop up and you, you got to, you know, you play the the hyper jump or hyper drive jump like you would uh, an old school Star Fox
0: game.
1: Ooh, I like that idea. So I thought that was an area of opportunity. Um, again, it wasn't bad. It's It just felt like, this is just a means to an end. There's really not much going on. I, I see what they were trying to do to add some variety with the uh, pirate uh, traps. But uh, for me, I, I feel like had they gone the other way, it would have been a hell of a lot more fun and just more callbacks to old school Star Fox. But again, to be fair, this wasn't a Star Fox game. This was an <laughs> Atlas game. So uh, I can see why obviously they didn't do that. Um And then getting back to the system itself, uh, I believe there's eight to nine different planets, if I remember correctly. Um, And each planet uh, has basically a tug-of-war sort of thing going on. And what I mean by that is you have the uh, Legion that has a bunch of... um, reactors, um, there's pirates on there, there's uh, things called primes. uh, And they basically have control of the planet. And it's you putting up outposts, it's you helping out the local, I don't know what you want to call them, alien life uh, to in order to break the legions hold on that planet. So you can build these armories, you can build uh, different things like that to sort of win back control of the planet. Um, And it's always ongoing. So you might put up, let's say, you know, it's like 60-40 and in the Legion's favor, they can take back the planet if you don't get back there and keep building it up and uh, keep taking the fight to the Legion. Does that make sense? Yeah,
0: so there's there's quite a bit of strategy involved, it
1: sounds like, too. Kind of a game within a game, absolutely. And you can, if you get, if you hundred percent it, then you can get like, um, hundred uh, percent bonuses from from taking it over. For example, you get the the in-game currency. Uh, uh, I can't remember exactly what it's called. I think it was Elysium. Okay, that doesn't sound. Right. That was a movie with Matt Damon. Um, <laughs> yes, it was. Space Bucks. Yeah. So, and Credits. then. <laughs> so, <laughs> So the uh, that's the tug of war of each planet that's happening. Now, on top of that, there's like another layer here, where in there's a what's called a dreadnought, a mega ship that's sort of hovering above the planet that belongs to the Legion. Um, and then there's the Prime, which is a giant uh, spider-like looking alien that's on the planet. And then there's reactors. So the more reactors you take out, the less powerful that spider is or that prime, okay. uh, the prime beast is uh, making it easier for you to kill it. Once you kill it, it makes the dreadnought weaker and then you can go fight the dreadnought. Cool. It's like a multi-tiered, uh, attack then. Absolutely. Awesome. So, yeah, absolutely. So with that being said, like you, you do that a number of times, um, they, they do a fairly good job in trying to keep each fight. Because like I said, there's, you know, eight, ten different planets and you're kind of doing the same thing on each one. Uh, they try to change it up a little bit um, and say, for example, the reactor uh, doesn't exactly shoot its lasers at you the same way. Or maybe the thing that you have to shoot this time has a shield and you have to, you know, take off the shield. Um, and so they do a decent job. I kind of wish they didn't all look the same. Um, you know, at, at least give me a grandma's boy and change the color. <laughs> you know, maybe change the colors of them and make them look just a little bit different sure. so I don't feel like... Same, the
0: same thing. thing over and over and over. <laughs>
1: But as I'm thinking about it, too, I mean, it's the same alien race. So, I mean, why wouldn't all their equipment look the same? But at the same time as well, I don't care. I want to see a little bit more variety, I guess, at the end of the day. (laughs) Yeah, they got to be all color coordinated. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So
0: uh, how how many hours did you sink into the game, would you say? Oh, 10 to 15 hours. Okay. All right. So not like a he, well, did you like, how much of the game did you complete? Was it like the main storyline? Did you just do the Star Fox storyline or did you do like the quote unquote proper or main
1: story? So just a heads up for everybody. I I did a little bit backwards, I guess. Um, I did the main storyline and then there's, uh, you know, Wolf's storyline, which that's only three to four missions, really. Oh, okay. Yeah, huh. and um, I did it after I beat the game, so I think I was way overpowered because uh, that fight was <laughs> incredibly easy. And, oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but like I said, I, I waited till I beat the game, and the game was on easy, so um, that's probably why. And then there was one gotcha. more uh, round of missions that I, uh, featuring uh, uh, St. Gran and sort of the background uh checks that he did on each um member of his team Uh, and saint grant is the uh sort of head of starlink um okay and the general story uh it's your there's a bad group of dudes out in the universe and they want to take over everything um you're trying to not let that happen gotcha I mean, and that's, that's really all there is to it. I mean, there's not a whole lot of story to it. I almost wish that they did, like, um, the background. Like, I almost wish wish each pilot had their own piece of the story, but they don't. Um, and they're just kind of there, so you don't care as much for them. And you really don't care for, as much for them when you got Star Fox as an option. So, I mean... <laughs> right. I'm just being honest. Like I, anyone who bought the game for Star Fox, you get plenty of Star Fox love, and everything else is just kind of like there. Hmm. Hmm. So, so for everybody who bought Starlink, thank you for buying Ubisoft's uh, beta Star Fox game, <laughs> and uh, we look forward to you purchasing uh, uh, the Ubisoft Star Fox game when it comes out. Excellent. Well,
0: excuse me, Princess. May the rats eat your eyes, the darkness comes. May link sandwich took all of her clothes off.